Broadcasting from down on the bayou, it's the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. A proud member of the Roar Network, powered by thegorillaposition.com. And now your hosts, Michael Leander and Patrick Fry. And welcome to episode 60 of the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. We are broadcasting live from the Collar and Elbow Studios. Our Collar and Elbow product of the week is the Collar and Elbow Globe T-shirt. Got a dude hold up his CXE Globe. Looks pretty fat. You can get 10% off your order if you put in our promo code at checkout, The Average Marks. One word, no spaces, just The Average Marks, and you can get 10% off your entire order on that Globe T-shirt or any other T-shirt you would like to buy. And the cool thing about Collar and Elbow, they are partnered with the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. So they give us back a little bit of the sale, a percentage, but it doesn't affect your price. So it's a win-win either way. You get cool wrestling streetwear. We get a little kickback from Collar and Elbow, and we thank them for their sponsorship. Speaking of that, Patrick, we got some big news coming up right after the rundown. Absolutely. On today's episode, The Average Marks, episode number 60 for January 19th, 2019. Again, the announcement that you're about to make here. Also, uh, you didn't get a chance last week to kind of rip into Jeff Bezos, so we're going to give you that chance this week because he's going through a little bit of a... uh, I guess, I guess you could call it somewhat of a crisis. But then we're gonna, and then we'll dive into the wrestling talk. A lot of AEW, WWE talk. Obviously, that's the big talk of the town in the professional wrestling world these days. AEW, some superstars, you know, want releases from WWE, and so so just a lot going on. We'll dive into all that. Also, we're kind of review Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. A lot of folks were talking about uh, how good it was, and somewhat uh, a little surprise at the end of Monday Night Raw. At least in my opinion, it was somewhat of a surprise. And then some other things. Look, that's yours right here, uh, or number two actually is yours um and just a lot of surprises uh you know monday night raw and then smackdown too and you know we're getting closer to to the royal rumble so we'll talk about you know everything that's happening on raw and smackdown or at least the big things that are happening and then kind of look ahead we have our preview show next week we'll be doing the nxt takeover phoenix scorecards and we're also going to be doing the royal rumble scorecards as well so we'll kind of preview that and then we have a big interview from uh Abilene Maverick from Wow Women of Wrestling. So we'll yes, be we uh, you'll be sitting down uh, talking to Abilene Maverick. So uh, that's what we have coming up on uh, the Average Marks episode number sixty for January nineteenth, two thousand nineteen. And I tell you what, I wish we need to get an extra camera to put behind the glass so that people can see Chris in there because usually he only looks this happy when he has cake or donuts. <laughs> uh, but I think it's because this week it's Abilene Maverick. Yeah, and he thinks she's cute. She ain't bad looking. <laughs> For her age, she certainly ain't that bad looking. For her age, she's only twenty eight. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I got her. I got him confused with the other one you were talking about. Oh, uh, Selena Majors. Yes. yes. She, she's 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 much older. I got, got got confused a little bit there. But yes, I know who you're talking about now. Okay, I got him. I got mm-hmm. the faces with the names now. Okay, we're good to go. Yeah, check us out online www.averagemarks.com. That's your central hub to check out everything Average Marks. Check out our Patreon account if you want to help us monthly. We got some pretty cool uh, perks on there as well. Patreon backslash. The Average Marks. Also, check us out on Facebook and Twitter at The Average Marks. Give us a follow. And if you've been following us on Facebook, you know exactly what this announcement is. We want to say what's up to our brand new radio affiliate, Sports Radio KEZM here in Southwest Louisiana. Welcome to the Amp Nation, guys. We love that we have a new radio partner on board with us, expanding the Amp Nation. We're pumped that their management reached out to us and said, hey, we want to give your 
show a radio platform here in southwest Louisiana. Yeah, so we'll be broadcast on its uh, 1310 AM on your radio dials, uh, also online, kezmonline.com. It'll be every Sunday evening, 6 p.m., roughly about an hour show. We're going to try our best to... uh, Keep it down to an hour. We may go over a couple of minutes, but we're going to keep it. It's going to be around an hour show, 6 p.m. every Sunday evening uh, here. In a, anybody in southwest Louisiana listen to the radio. Um, speaking of, uh, we've got our NXT uh, NXT champ in the chat right now, Conrad <laughs> Lee. We'll get, we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to Conrad in, in just a minute, but we'll... Uh, We'll be on 6 p.m. every Sunday here in Southwest Louisiana, 1310 a.m. And, of course, you can listen to it around the world. KEZMonline.com is where it'll also stream to, so you can listen to it anywhere around the world. But, of course, you can listen to us right here as well, uh, live on Facebook. And then, you know, we're on all these other platforms yep. where you can find our audio and everything. So, But it re- really big stuff. You know, we're trying to expand uh, the AMP Nation, I guess, the AMP brand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, baby steps. And we're... Getting on terrestrial radio here in Southwest Louisiana. Uh, looking forward, looking forward to that. Conrad, we need you to work out a radio deal in the UK. He says, uh, "Happy birthday to uh, WrestleCast, the best podcast ever." <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's a, I think it's a distant second behind a certain podcast. No, I already uh, told him it was a distant third. As far as wrestling podcast goes, what, what's your? <laughs> we're obviously the first. Yeah, we're first. And the, who, who's the second? Unk Dave. Oh, Unk Dave. No, nah, screw that dude. <laughs> I was about to say you showing Unk Dave a little love today. But uh, all right, so let's get ready to um, dive. Well, first of all, like I said, last week Jeff Bezos is getting a divorce, and you wanted your chance to you know kind of rip him a new one last week, and you uh, we forgot about it. We had a pack show. Yeah, we had a pack show. So this week is your chance. Go ahead and uh, you know. Do what you got to do. I got to make sure the uh, the throat's ready for this one. Yeah, yeah. Make sure it's it's good to go. Uh, (laughs) We're we're gonna get the it's possibly the return of Ryan's rant here. Jeff Bezos. Little did you know that Mikey O, that rhymed, I guess because it was both O's. <laughs> Little did you know that Mikey O threw some gree on you, son, after you dropped us like a cold sandwich into the trash can. That's what happens when you drop your wife's favorite podcast. I know, right? Um, I don't know what else to say to this dude. I really don't have much love for him. Um, I hope she takes you to the cleaners, bro. Like, I hope that this judge, because we did a little fact-finding mission on what the state divorce policies or laws are, and I would imagine he lives in Seattle because that's where the main base is. Uh, It's a 50-50 state like Louisiana. However, that just means she's entitled to 50. Mm -hmm. The judge can give her a whole lot more. And since you cheated on her, bro, and you've been doing it a while... I bet you she gets like 70-75%. You could kiss that money goodbye, dude. Yep. Should have signed that prenup. What's terrible is that he he'll lose all that money, but he'll still be rich as hell. Yeah. Be more rich than I probably ever will, but you know. Oh, it, I, I dream mean, big. I dream big. Look, it won't take him a long time uh to get it back, but I hope the judge hits him with alimony too. So not only does he <laughs> lose 75% of his money, like for the next 3 or 5 years, he's got to give her billions of dollars a year too. Mhm. She's about to be balling. She she, she she could just take the lump sum and run with it. She is about to be Give me a half a billion. I'll just I'll run with it. She is about to dive into the dude model pool. She is about to be the most blissful woman on this planet. <laughs> they say money can't buy happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's glad to get rid of your bald aunt. Yep. So, but 
apparently Jeff Bezos was with some other woman. I did see the other woman, and give him credit, she ain't bad. But when you got that much money, you could probably bag just about anything. Yeah, she kind of looked like Catherine Zeta-Jones. If I had that much money, I could probably get any woman I wanted. So. Of course you could. So that's why I'm trying to dream big, and you know, because I, I can't. <laughs> unfortunately, I can't rely on my looks. But look, everyone, start throwing down on our Patreon account so that Patrick, yeah. can get a Swedish bikini model. Absolutely, yes, that's uh, the goal. That that is a, that is GoFundMe worthy, in my opinion. So, <laughs> all right, man. Uh, anything else you want to say on Jeff Bezos? <sighs> no, I mean, I gotta apologize for that being very lackluster. Um, but I I think I had so much time to cool off. Yeah, that. The it was. Ha- it wasn't the, the heat of the moment. The hate in the vial was not yeah. there. You had to. You, you actually had a chance to sleep it off for a week. And but, but I'm happy she's taking you to the cleaners, bro. Yeah, she can. And anyway, let's. I was gonna say she could take me to the to, to the cleaners, but whatever. <laughs> let's. Uh, pipes are clean. <laughs> let's. Uh, let, let's jump in now into some wrestling talk. Obviously, yes. you know, still a lot of talk. AEW, uh, you know, is a new thing now, and of course, there's some, you know. I don't know. There's some tension between AEW and WWE. Oh, yeah. There's got to be some oh, yeah. you know, tension, I guess, in, in the backdrop uh, behind the curtain. But um, some interesting news this week. Let's see if I can pull it up here. Okay, so first, uh, the revival. They were on Monday Night Raw. They they performed in a um, a tag team uh, match on Raw, and after their win over Kalisto and a uh, Grand Metalik. Well, while still in their gear, apparently, they uh, went backstage and asked for their release. Uh, as of press time, this is according to the Wrestling Observer. This is what Dave wrote in, a, in the issue that just came out a couple days ago. Um, as of press time, they haven't been given their release. The word we got is nobody who asked for their release right now is expected to be given it for obvious reasons. So... Uh, and they're not. He's not the only one. Or the, the revival. They're not the only ones. Mike and Maria Canellis also requested their release. Now I can understand why yeah, they. Why are they still even on payroll? Yeah, because they. I think the last time we seen, well, at least the last time I remember seeing Mike Canellis or Mike Bennett, whatever you want to call him, was at the Greatest Royal Rumble. And I think we saw Maria Canellis for something, but like she hasn't been wrestling. Mike Canellis has not been wrestling. Like, what are they doing back there? Are they just going back there and get free catering every Tuesday night on SmackDown? <laughs> I mean, I don't... But wasn't Mike Canellis... Weren't they moved to 205 Live at one time? Or am I... Was I did I dream that? Mm, maybe so. You got me. Um, obviously, Marie Canellis is the snag on there. Uh, he's just in there, kind of like a Maurice type thing. Yeah. You know, you, you got a job because of your wife. But at the same time, like, are they still paying these cats? And she did go to on Twitter and she said, you know, I am very happy with what the WWE has done for us and being very supportive of me being a mother. Yeah. Um, well, apparently, you know, because I'm on Reddit, you know, and I'm looking at one of the top comments from this thread when they announced, you know, Mike and Maria Canellis, they requested their release. The number one top comment, uh, having WWE pay for your rehab and pregnancy, then leaving is a power move. So, I mean, they, <laughs> they paid for the guys, you know, rehab. They paid for Maria Canellis' pregnancy. So, yeah. they kind of, I don't know. I don't know if that was a hidden agenda on their part, but they they want out. I mean, where you know, where else would they go? They, they, they More than likely, they would go to AEW, I believe. They did leave to, on bad terms with Impact? I can't. I, I couldn't tell you that for for sure. But they, but they're one of the uh, the few, and there may be more out there that want uh, probably want to request their release. But now, since you know the revival went and requested it, and Maria Mike Canellis requested it, uh, Lord knows who else requested it. Apparently, Vince now he's not going to grant it, and he's just going to freeze their contracts. Which I'm guessing that means they're just going to not get paid. Uh, yeah. I think that's what that means. I don't know, but apparently the word is that Vince is going to go ahead and. You know, freeze these contracts now. 
apparently WWE also, according to the Wrestling Observer, WWE has told certain independent talent that if they can show them an offer on paper from another company, they will beat it, and they will even double it if the talent agrees to sign on the spot, which is kind of crazy to think about it. They, they must have just gobs of money mm-hmm. to just throw around. Of course they do. They just signed uh, $2 billion worth of TV deals. Um, apparently, you know, after losing out on Bandito, WWE, they're not looking to lose out on any more bidding wars for indie talent. Uh, from the latest Observer, after the Bandito situation, WWE has made it clear, uh, at least for certain people, that they will beat anyone's offer for talent, although they did not do so in the case of Chris Jericho. WWE has told people, if you can show on paper an offer from another company, they'll beat it, even double it on the spot, if provided that they sign immediately. So, WWE's pulling out all the stops to try and get you know whoever they can. They lost out on Roosh, too. The MLW star and mm-hmm. CMLL star that just signed with ROH. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what? It reminds me of the whole Neville situation. Because I'm thinking if you walk out on your contract, not only do they freeze it, but it also enacts, like, even after your frozen contract has expired, yeah. there's still a no-compete no compete clause after mm-hmm. that for, like, yeah. a few months. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's even longer. Yeah, so, obviously, you know, if you want a release from WWE, my personal suggestion, don't say you want a personal release. Just let your contract run out. Go yeah. out there and do whatever stupid thing you think Vince McMahon wants you to do. Make your money. And then when the contract's up, you know... Hopefully you've made enough money. You saved up a little bit because uh, you will have that no compete clause, like you said, for a little bit. You know, hang out, take some time, recoup, refresh, and then go sign with AEW, Ring of Honor. That's what Conrad said. I think Conrad believes that maybe Mike and Maria Canellas more likely going to Ring of Honor. So mm-hmm. that's what he's saying here in the chat. Ring of Honor's got a bunch of money behind them with Sinclair Communications. Yeah. Um, it And it makes me think about another thing. You hear all these modern wrestlers who've gone through WWE and they've come out and stuff like that, and none of them were ever happy with their time in WWE. It's like they said the stress is overwhelming. Oh, yeah. Uh, the way they treat people behind closed doors is garbage. Mm-hmm. And Just no, nobody has ever said, well, I've enjoyed my time at WWE. Well, they've had a few people. I mean, Jericho has always you know, shown great respect for WWE and Vince and whatnot. So guys like Chris Jericho, you know, and I guess it just depends, you know, because... Well, I would imagine if you're a main eventer, they're going to treat you different. Oh, well, of course. And, you know, it's, it's these guys like The Revival who very talented guys and probably have obviously have not been booked uh, like they probably should be. And they, you know, guys like that, I guess they get a little... Uh, What's the term I'm looking for? Uh, you know, like salt. They get salty, I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they get petty, and then they're like, you know, they they're treating us like like you know like crap, and it's a uh, it sucks because you have all this talent, and you they waste a lot of it. But um, I'm I'm this is what my theory is. Uh, a lot of these mid carters are going to start leaving WWE when their contracts are up. A la you know like a Ty Dillinger. That's a name you know we've kind of talked about mm-hmm. would thrive in. AEW, so oh, yeah. um, and I don't know who else. Uh, Ty Dillinger is just a name that really sticks out to me right now. But definitely, uh, once all all these mid carders start leaving, and you know, now that I even saw a thing, you know, speculation that even the brand split might be coming to an end at some point because now you have the women's tag team championships, which we'll talk about in a little bit when we review Raw. But uh, those are not assigned to a certain brand. Those are going to probably be on both shows. Then they're talking about the NXT. Call-ups right now, they're appearing on both shows, so it's not for sure. I don't think the brand split is going to end anytime this year. That's just my opinion. Uh, it might end in a couple of years because, obviously, every time they've had a brand split, at one point they ended it and then started it and then ended it. So 
you know, it's not going to last forever, in my opinion. But right now, I think for this year, they know what they want to do with the brand split. They got so much talent right now. But once these mid-carders start leaving, um, maybe, I don't know, like I said, I don't know when all these guys' contracts are up. But once they start leaving, they'll have less and less superstars. So then, yeah, they'll they might get to a point where they have to in the brand split because they do not have enough talent to, to go around. So, yeah. I mean, they already do have enough talent to go around. And they waste half of it. So, uh, let's see. Well, I know the and, way that Fox is talking, they want SmackDown to be in pretty much an independent entity. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah. They, they don't want it to be anything like the, the, the raw brand. No, absolutely not. And I guess in a way I, I can't, I can't blame them because they want to start going more towards, like a sports, you know, show that they want Rondo on that show. Uh, who else? I mean, I don't know who else. They, uh, it's going to be the A show. Obviously, it's going to be on Fox. It's only going to be two hours, but and uh, you know, we're going to talk about SmackDown here in a little bit. The the future of SmackDown looks really, really bright. But let's kind of let's, let's you know switch gears now and let's talk about Monday Night Raw this past Monday night. Let me see if hold on. Let me see if we got anything else to to talk about here. Maybe from the AEW, um, WWE, all this stuff. No, I think we pretty much covered it all. Uh, Chris Jericho, uh, this is what Chris Jericho said on AEW's goal, uh, real quick, we'll, we'll talk about this, he said, you're not going to beat it, but we don't want to beat the WWE, we're not planning on that, that's not the mindset of AEW, the mindset is to provide an option, an alternative for wrestling fans, something that you haven't seen before, and he even went on to say, you know, I love the WWE, I respect the WWE, they go through ups and downs creatively and uh, stylistically and uh, character-wise, but it's the WWE, it's the biggest wrestling company in the world, so Chris Jericho showing praise for them, but that's the thing, you know, Chris Jericho saw, and I listened to Chris Jericho's podcast, uh, you know, we talked about it basically his journey from WWE to AEW, you know, he saw this as like a challenge, you know, like, I can come up here, help this company trying to become a powerhouse you know build it from the ground up so chris jericho sees that as a challenge so he's going to be doing that for at least the next three years uh, obviously i think at some point he'll be back in wwe some way somehow i don't know how i know there's no way i think you i think you will I, you never say never especially with a guy like chris jericho who's had such a long great history with wwe and like right now him and vince might not be on speaking terms but you know at, at some point Obviously, Jericho's going to go into the Hall of Fame. Um, that may be when he goes back. That may be the only time he goes back. I don't know. I just know it's not going to happen, obviously, in the next three years. I'm going to pull a word out of my pocket back from the 1920s to say exactly what, I'm, what I mean about this statement from Chris Jericho, and that is malarkey. Malarkey? This dude right here is lying through the skin of his teeth. And I tell you what, you know who knows that AEW is coming for WWE? Vincent K. McMahon. Mm-hmm. That's why he's freezing contracts. That's why he's dumping all this money to try to keep people away from AEW because he knows they're a serious contender. Because he knows Cody's a smart dude. Yeah, he knows the Bucks are a smart. Uh, well, that wasn't going to make sense. They're, they're smart. They're dudes, smart yeah. dudes. He knows Jericho is a smart dude, and when they get Jr., he's a smart dude. Yeah. And Tony Khan obviously is a smart dude with a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, that's the thing too. That's the to me that is the biggest key of it all is that you have this billionaire and Tony Khan backing you, a la Ted Turner backing or you know Eric Bischoff and WCW, which of course you know Ted Turner owned. So. You know, we're seeing a lot of similarities to WCW, but this time around, you know, Cody and the Bucks, I'm assuming we're going to be running the show creatively for the most part. I'm sure they're going to allow their wrestlers to do their own thing. But from uh, that perspective, you know, now you can kind of learn from the mistakes of WCW and 
know kind of what to do and what not to do to maybe you know you know Jericho said it you know they're not going to try and compete with WWE that's a but, lie but what, <laughs> that is a straight lie <laughs> but you know they are going to just deep down inside they would love nothing more than to take down WWE they obviously got, they got Billy Gunn yeah they got another dude from they WWE well, in the, Pac in, now in the, in the in the background I don't know what he's doing you got Jericho you're getting a lot of these WWE guys that kind of, and of course, you know, Neville, you know, I think Neville had a name before that, but obviously he came to WWE and just raised his his stock, and now, you know, he's with AEW, so uh, still looking forward to seeing whenever we get that, that first announcement as far as uh, what matches are going to take place at Double or Nothing on May 25th, but uh, certainly looking looking forward to that but before we move on let me add this no go ahead vince mcmahon will have to die before chris jericho ever steps foot back in a wwe ring or gets into the hall of fame that will have to be a triple h move really you think so yes because vince mcmahon knows dude in three years aew is going to be so huge there's no way that he's going to let chris jericho back in because obviously chris jericho is gonna gonna uh, what's the word be an instrumental part in making aew humongous yeah there's no way he's coming back until Vince is dead. Well, certainly it's going to be uh, very interesting. I, I think he will be back because, of course, we don't know when Vince is going to croak. Uh, it may be another 20 years before he croaks. I don't know. But uh, obviously, I think in 20 years, if he ain't croaked yet, he's. Uh, I don't think he'll be doing the day-to-day thing at WWE. I mean, he's going to get to a point where he's got to stay home and, or whatever. I don't know. But uh, certainly, that's. I think that's just a, a far away down the road. Jer- but we, all we know is Jericho for the next three years is committed to AEW. So. Did you see his hands? Him having trouble moving his hands and Who? everything. Oh, Vince? Vince McMahon. Yeah, go go back and look at the thing he was doing with uh, AJ Styles, mm-hmm. and then the segment he did at the limo with Brock. I yeah. mean, Braun. He's got something going on with his hands. He can barely. <laughs> he, he's getting up there in age, man. He's in his seventies now. So uh, certainly, I uh, maybe what, sooner than later, Chris. So certainly, I don't know, but I, Vince, I think you know, as long as he's working in WWE and he's moving around and stuff, he, I think he's going to be fine. So XFL baby, two thousand twenty. Yeah, that'll be that, that's Houston, going, Texas. That, that's definitely going to uh, be interesting. That's going to be our squad. Yep. But let's um let's dive into uh you know what happened uh this past week on WWE television. A couple of interesting episodes. Certainly, Monday Night Raw was uh I watched it in its entirety and it was it was really good. Uh you know obviously. All the talk, uh, probably the past year or two, how Monday Night Raw is just not, it's not, obviously not what it used to be, but I think they took a step in the right direction this past Monday night. Let me pull up the script here. Uh, obviously, the big thing that happened, uh, you know, the first hour of Raw was, well, obviously, okay, this is what happened. Braun comes out and, or no, Vince came out, I believe, first, and then Braun comes out and... I'm trying to remember how it went. Now I watched the whole episode, and like I'm trying to. A lot's happened between now and last Monday, um, but basically what happened was is that oh I know what it was Baron Corbin. Uh, basically Braun was chasing Corbin um, into the back, and this was probably the funniest moment of Raw in my opinion. Braun is went to like Corbin took off to the back. Braun chases after him, and Braun's looking for him, can't find him. Well. Next thing you know, you see, you see Elias, and he's singing, but like the lyrics of the song are telling him, "I know where you know, like I know where Baron Corbin is. Guess where he's at?" And so the next thing you know, you see you know Strowman just standing there, and he just keeps singing. He's in that limousine, <laughs> and he points to Vince's limo. So Corbin was in Vince's limo, and Braun tried to get into the limo, rips the door off of Vince's limo, uh, and everything, and then Vince just it's like. Vince comes out with his non-working hands. <laughs> and uh, pretty much what happened was Vince was furious, uh, stripped Braun of his 
Universal Championship match at the Royal Rumble, which in a way kind of surprised me. Why do they keep toying around with this dude? Well, this is this is my this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he's still hurt, and I saw an article the other day as to why they pulled him. I don't know why they pulled him because it, I'm going to be honest, uh, and this might not this may or may not be a popular answer, but the last time these two dudes went one on one inside a ring, it was not pretty. It was not. I I did not like it. Um, it just it wasn't very good in my opinion. I think. Pull, pulling the trigger on Balor, and don't get me wrong, I like Braun Strowman, but I don't know. He just, he's not. He, I don't know. It's his wrestling ability obviously needs a lot of improvement because he's just a big dude and just throw you around the ring. I mean, that's what he does. He's not even Brock Lesnar is, you know, three times the wrestler that Braun Strowman is, obviously because he's a national champion wrestler. But uh, Braun Strowman, they took him out. Finn Balor's in. We know we all know how good Finn Balor is, but Finn Balor had to win two matches on Monday Night Raw. He was, it was going to be the fatal four way with. Finn Balor, John Cena, Drew McIntyre, and Baron Corbin. But then Jinder Mahal runs into Vince McMahon backstage and says, look, I'm a former WWE champion. Maybe I deserve a shot. And he said, all right, well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you the chance to earn a spot in the Fatal 4-Way. Who do you want to face? And he said he wanted to face Finn Balor. Well, Finn Balor beats Jinder Mahal. If Finn Balor hadn't beat Jinder Mahal, I would have quit. I would have turned it <laughs> off. But he beat Jinder Mahal. Then he goes on and wins the Fatal 4-Way match. So now it's Finn Balor and Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. And you know what? I am really excited for that match. A lot of people are talking about them bringing the demon out. If they bring the demon out. He better win that match. That's all I'm saying. He 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 needs to win that match. Um, but if he doesn't come out as the demon, of course, somebody was saying how he can come out as the demon, still win the match, but not win the championship. So uh, that would be interesting to see. But I don't think we're going to see the demon, unfortunately, uh, because they're not hyping it up, and they only have one more week to hype it up. I don't think they're going to pull the trigger on it. Uh, maybe a surprise, you know, once we get to the Royal Rumble, that he'll show up as the demon, but I'm not really sure. So, uh, but I'm really looking forward to it because if you liked, which I did, if you liked Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series, this match will probably be just as good, if not maybe better. And now there's also a report that, let's see here, Dave Meltzer said, if it comes up, Brock Lesnar actually hand-picked Balor to be his opponent for the Royal Rumble. Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor for the Universal Championship was originally planned for the Royal Rumble 2018 last year, but it didn't happen because Vince McMahon didn't think Balor belonged in the main event scene. And, of course, Balor came out, cut a promo, and Vince was in the ring. He said, Vince, you never believed in me, but I'm going to, instead of telling you, I'm going to show you. And, of course, he won the match, uh, two matches that night. But, um, however, with Lesnar having good matches with AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan at Survivor Series of 17 and 18, both Vince and Brock are interested in the idea of Lesnar facing cruiserweight opponents. Uh, with that being said, Balor isn't expected to win the match, and Lesnar will head to WrestleMania 35 as the Universal Champion. With Balor not winning, expect him to not use his demon persona for this match as Vince wants to protect that persona. So, like I said, I don't think it's going to happen. But, I mean... I, I would love it. Trust me. I would love nothing more than a Finn Balor demon to come out and beat Brock Lesnar to take that Universal Championship off of him because if you're going to book this as shoot as possible number one there's no way Finn Balor can beat a Brock Lesnar he's mm-hmm. too much of a beast well, no, but, it, but and, and then on the other hand if what, you're going to do this as shoot as possible he has to come out as the demon because he knows he needs to come out as the demon to beat Brock Lesnar yeah but you know what like they made Daniel Bryan look really strong against Brock Lesnar in at Survivor Series I think they can do the same thing with Finn Balor honestly 
Um, Finn Balor is very quick. He's very uh, smart in the ring. He's very athletic. Um, he just got to stay out of Suplex City, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, Brock Lesnar takes him to Suplex City. It's going to be a long night for Finn Balor. But, you know, I, obviously I think this is going to be a really good match. You know, like we talked about, good match with AJ Styles, good match with Daniel Bryan. Brock Lesnar can put on a good match with these smaller guys. So I'm definitely definitely looking forward, especially if Brock handpicked it. I think if Brock handpicked Finn Balor for this match, I think Brock is excited about the, the match. So I think Brock will put a little bit more into the match. Of course he is. He's going to make six hundred grand. You're right, yeah, and he's he's one of the highest paid guys in, in all of WWE. But Brock Lesnar handpicked Finn Balor, so and then of course Cena uh, after the Fatal Four Way gave a rousing endorsement to Finn Balor. So I, I think this is the finally a, the year where Finn Balor will break through at some point. Maybe not here at the Royal Rumble, and maybe not through WrestleMania, but he'll break through. He'll be back on top. I would love it if Finn loses this match, uh, loses the match. I mean, I wouldn't love it, but if he were to lose, I would love to see him enter the Rumble would be cool if he entered the Rumble as the Demon mm. and won the Rumble and he would go challenge whoever the WWE champion is on SmackDown. Uh, if it's if it's Daniel Bryan um, or if it's uh, AJ Styles. I Of course, we've seen AJ and, and Finn Balor already at TLC 2017, so I would love to see Finn Balor and Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship at, a, at WrestleMania. I think that would be really cool. That's just, yeah. that's just my fantasy booking going forward. No, I like that too. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I don't see how you book this match and he doesn't come out as a demon because otherwise it would just show that he knows he's going to lose anyway. Yeah, Crew said, if the Fed kills the demon, I quit. <laughs> I, like I said the other night, you know, if he had lost that match to gender, I, I would have quit too. So uh, let's see. Okay, we're about 30 minutes in. So we got about another yeah. 13 minutes before we yeah. get uh, Abilene Maverick in here. So let's continue talking about, yeah. Chris, get yeah, on it. That's right, Chris. Um, so let's continue Talk about what had transpired on Monday Night Raw. Uh, Balor is going to face Lesnar, but also they revealed the women's tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Did you see the how they looked? I don't like them. You don't like them? No. You were in the. I, I have a very good feeling you're in the minority of that like, because I, I, thought I they should love have been the look. More colorful. I mean, they're being like a, gold being and a white at, belt. Yeah, but you know what? I like the fact that I love it. I like the white strap. Uh, just I, I love the look of them. Like. I cannot, and then of course uh, the first in the inaugural women's tag team champions will be crowned. I think in, a, in an elimination chamber match at elimination chamber. I don't know what teams they're going to have. My, I think there's going to be three from Raw and three from SmackDown. These are my guesses as to what they're going to have. For the, they're going to have Royce and Billy Kay. How you doing? They're going to have Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville. How you doing? And I'm trying to think of a third team from from SmackDown that they could have. I can't. But uh, on a Monday Night Raw, it's going to be Sasha Bailey. It'll be. Uh, Ruby Riot. No, I'm sorry. Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan. Um, I'm trying to think of a third team on either brand that it could be. I'm trying to remember. I'm just trying to. I'm going through the the roster in my head right now. You think Nikki forms a team? That could be a possibility. I could see them bringing back Nikki and Brie Bella for that particular match. No, no, no. I'm talking about the crazy chick. Oh, Nikki Cross. Yeah. Oh, well, I do. I, now that you said Nikki, and it, it made me think of Nikki Bella. Uh, How you doing? I would, I would not be surprised if they brought back the Bella Twins uh, just to be in that match. I don't think they'll win it. But, but then again, I don't know. They might. They, yeah. WWE loves them some some Bella Twins. But for I don't, good reason. I don't think so. I, I, that, that's I, Actually, that would be my pick. I think that Nick, Nikki Bella and... Uh, uh, and a Brie Bella will be uh, one of the tag teams in that match. And I'm trying to think of a third tag team you think for SmackDown. They, you think they throw in like a legend team? 
Ooh, somebody was talking about Lita and Trish Stratus. Yeah, that'd be great. that would be an interesting team too as well. So, uh, but the women's tag team titles were revealed on a a moment of bliss. And uh, another big topic of discussion from Monday Night Raw was what happened right before a moment of bliss. Apparently, this uh, I don't know if it's an intern or whatever had went get some coffee for Alexa Bliss. And he's knocking on her, you know, dressing room door. Miss Bliss, I got your coffee. She's not answering, and he, I guess he just kind of walks in. And next thing you know, she ain't got no top on. She's, you know, half naked in in the dressing room. And I'm thinking, I just had flashback to 1999. What's going on here? Like the Attitude Era is pies, and uh, I, that's all that was missing. And they were in Memphis too that night too. It was <laughs> uh, they actually uh, speaking of uh, some just a little note here. Jerry Lawler just uh, signed a new two year deal no, with WWE. Uh, so. I don't know what he's what going are you to be doing. I don't know. He will be calling the men's Royal Rumble match too. He will be on the call for just that match, as far as I know. But uh, they did show a little clip of him coming out of Vince's uh, Vince's office mm. uh, Monday night. They were in Memphis, so of course the king hanging around his hometown. Yeah. So, uh, but because he he I, I read a thing where he said his contract was up like every January, and he uh, he texted Kevin Dunn. He's like, so where do we, where do we stand? You know, and he said he got a new two year contract in the mail a couple of days later, and. Signed off on it. And I bet you they did the same thing with him because they didn't want him to go to AEW. Maybe so. Uh, Dang it. There's also a rumor that Jim Ross could be going to AEW as their lead commentator, which I would be just thrilled about. So, mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, the the big thing that happened on Monday Night Raw, Alexa Bliss, uh, you know, half you know naked in her uh, in her dressing room, putting you know getting dressed, uh, and the guy walking in on her uh, – and dude, I mean, how many? I think Conrad. Let's see, Conrad's in the chat. Conrad, can you go check real quick, or is he still in the chat? I don't know. It might just be. No, I don't think he's in the chat anymore. Yeah, it was millions. Yeah, they, they had so many more views versus every other video they put from Monday Night Raw uh, on you on their YouTube channel. So, and it was like millions within minutes. It was. Oh, of course. Well, but, the, to be fair, the thumbnail was Alexa Bliss, like you know, yeah. kind of holding up her top, and yeah, it was. Know. Uh, it, it was a very, like I said, and I was watching Raw, and it, it kind of took me by surprise. I said, "Holy cow, they really just did that!" Like, and, and you said it, attitude error, and that's what it made me think of too. Yeah. And of course, a few weeks ago, they talked about a new change. Yeah. Of their stylistically, how they're going to do stuff. Do you think they're going to usher in another attitude era? It would not be surprising because obviously, you know, AEW is going to be their biggest form of competition, in my opinion, since WCW, at least here in America. And they, uh, I, I think, I don't know if we're going to, you know, have like the Monday Night Wars again, but uh, certainly a little ratings battle, I think, is going to, especially if they, if AEW lands the TV deal we think they have, um, there's going to be a ratings battle. And I would not be surprised. Obviously, WWE is not going to go away from the PG thing, but they're going to, you know, I would say eighty percent or seventy five percent. They're gonna, you know, still go towards the kids, but they're gonna have that, you know, twenty to twenty five percent of their product. Now they're gonna try to, uh, you know, target towards guys like me, like young men, like twenty to 30, 40 years, you know, older people, you know. So um, it's gonna be interesting. I think that's kind of what they want to do. And then they did the same thing on SmackDown. They've actually been doing the same thing on SmackDown with Mandy Rose. Now she's been. You know, basically trying to be a homewrecker, and uh, yeah, that that angle is pretty lame. Uh, well, look, you, you say it's lame, but you know the, the that se- segment was pretty lame too. The segment was kind of lame, but when Mandy Rose uh, opened up that robe, um, <laughs> yeah, there was nothing lame about that, in my opinion. There was, uh, I was like, I, I I remember I was watching it, and because I I saw. Because I watched bits and pieces of SmackDown. I had it on. I was walking into the room. Can you, can you room. pause your TV and rewind it? Not the one in my bedroom. The okay. one 
Uh, I was watching it in, in my bedroom. I can't do. I could do it in the one in the living room, but my roommates were watching TV at the time, so I watched it in my room. Um, but. Oh man, I tell you what. Of course, I have I have Hulu too. I can go back and watch it on Hulu, so that's yeah. that's no problem. But what if they but, cut that scene out on Hulu? Oh, I doubt it. <laughs> There's no way, dude. Come on now, that, save time. Like it was the most watched YouTube video from SmackDown, yeah. along with the most watched Raw video was Alexa Bliss. This the Mandy Rose segment because I guarantee you, everybody was just looking to watch when Mandy Rose dropped the robe and she was wearing that black lingerie. It was like. I remember watching and like I even said out loud, I was like, wow, <laughs> I was I was just mesmerized by Mandy Rose. And then, of course, Naomi comes in and, Beats you know, they, off of yeah, they, they, they fight and all that stuff. And that, that got a lot of views. So, uh, so WWE, they're trying to go. Like I said, they're not going full out Attitude Era, but I think they want to show little glimpses of what the Attitude Era was like now because you got AEW that's going to start breathing down your necks at some point. You already got them trying to. You know, you got your superstars trying to leave, and you know where they want to go. I mean, uh, come on now. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not rocket They're science. They're not wanting to go to ROH. No, they want to go to AEW because they know that is the hot new thing, just like when WCW was the hot new thing, when they got like Monday Nitro and all that, and all the WWE people were going over there. Vince has seen this before, so this is nothing new to Vince, but, um, you know, now they're going to have to start pulling out. You know, a little risque stuff here with Mandy Rose and Alexa Bliss. So uh, you got the beautiful women to do it. And, uh, boy, I don't know why it keeps, like, I wonder, popping in my head. I wonder if once SmackDown moves to Fox, obviously they're going to take more of a sports-oriented, professional-type show. I wonder if USA is all on board. They're like, yes, let's go back to Attitude Era because they remember the good oh, old days. And they're like, dude, go do look, it. Go look at the ratings from the Attitude Era days. Trust me, they would. nobody would mind WWE going back to the Attitude Era days. I remember... A while back on Reddit, somebody posted a visual of how many people had watched Raw. This was like in mid to late 1998. I think at one point Raw had like 5.6 million viewers, which nowadays they're like below three. So yeah. they're like it's it's basically below half of what that was. Now I think they like they average probably about two million viewers a, uh, uh, an episode if I if I remember right. But definitely, you know, hey, when you when you have 5.6 million people watching Raw in 98 versus 20 years later, you only got like 2.5 million. I mean, yeah. Don't fix it if it's not broke. I can definitely see them turning Raw into more of an adult brand and smack down into the uh, universally liked brand. Yeah. You know, with parents and kids yeah. and all that. Mm -hmm. So let's see. we got a few more minutes before we're going to have uh, Abilene Maverick here in here. Yep. Um, let me see. So... And one more thing I want to talk about from SmackDown, the Andrade Cien Almas versus Rey Mysterio match was absolutely Who? amazing. Andrade, but uh, <laughs> I, I, what is WWE's yeah, fascination with shortening names? Like, and now, but I don't like them shortening the, the the name. But what that tells me is they're gonna do something with him if they're that invested in him to change just his name, shorten it up to where because that's the thing, Andrade Cien Almas, like sounds cool as hell. It, it sounds cool as hell, but they want something a little more simple that more people will. Oh, Andrade. Oh, well, I mean that doesn't even to me that doesn't seem more simple, but to them I think it does. So I, I think they're gonna have, they have big plans for Andrade Cien Almas. I'm calling him Cien Almas. I don't care what you say. <laughs> just like Adam Cole, Bebe, you know. Um, so I think they have big plans for him. That's why they shortened his name. Yeah. That's just my opinion, but that match him and Rey Mysterio put on, um, 
Uh, absolutely fantastic. You know it was a good match when it had its own post thread on Reddit. I mean, that's nice. what somebody had said. So uh, it, it was a really awesome match. I would love to see this these two feud. Uh, somebody was talking, you know, fantasy booking, hair versus mask uh, at WrestleMania, those two. Oh, my goodness. Somebody, just t- just shut up and take my money. That's that's all I'm going to yeah. say about that. But Andrade versus Ray uh, definitely was a, a tremendous match uh, last week on, on SmackDown. So that that's a so I'm looking forward to seeing what those two cats uh, can do if they decide to have them feuding uh, in the future. We're, real quickly before we have a couple more minutes before we get Abilene Maverick in here. Uh, next week will be our NXT Takeover Phoenix and Royal Rumble preview show. I will quickly go over the uh, cards for both shows. NXT TakeOver Phoenix. Tommaso Ciampa will take on Aleister Black for the NXT Championship. Shayna Baszler will take on Bianca Belair for the NXT Women's Championship. The Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong are taking on War Raiders for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Ricochet is taking on Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American Championship. My goodness gracious, this card is absolutely stacked. Uh, And then Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono, uh, Part 3. So this Matt, this, this... Card is absolutely stacked. NXT TakeOver will be on Saturday night. I am so done with the way they're treating Cassius Ono. It's like he's only there to get over new talent. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. They're not going to push him. No, they won't. He was one of the hottest dudes in the the indie wrestling scene forever. Yeah. And he comes there, and he's just getting over new talent. Hate it. Yeah, and then uh, the Royal Rumble, Brock Lesnar will defend the Universal Championship against Finn Balor. Buddy Murphy will defend his Cruiserweight Championship in a fatal four-way against Akira Tozawa, Hideo Itami, and Kalisto. Daniel Bryan defends his WWE Championship against AJ Styles, and uh, Asuka will defend her SmackDown Women's Championship against Becky Lynch. Ronda Rousey defends her Raw Women's Championship against Sasha Banks. The Bar uh, will take on The Miz and Shane McMahon for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Rusev will take on Shinsuke Nakamura for the United States Championship. And then you have the men's Royal Rumble match, which right now uh, these are the participants. So far, there's 18. R-Truth, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Seth Rollins, Jeff Hardy, Dean Ambrose, Bobby Lashley, Samoa Joe, John Cena, Elias, Baron Corbin, Jinder Mahal, Apollo Crews, Andrade Cien Almas, Mustafa Ali, and Rey Mysterio. And then the women, uh, they have, of course, their Royal Rumble match as well, the second uh ever women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, 15 entrants announced so far. Carmella, Ember Moon, Natalia, Bailey, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Alicia Fox, Zelina Vega, Naomi, Mickey James, Billy Kay, and Peyton Royce. So, so those are the entrants for the Royal Rumble match. All right, time for some Abilene Maverick. Let's get her on, huh? <laughs> All right, let's go live to the CBD for you.net hotline. You don't have to live in pain anymore. Do you have trouble sleeping? Inflammation? CBD can help you regain a normal life. Today's interview with WOW superhero, Abilene Maverick, is brought to you by CBD for you.net. That's CBDFORYOU.net. Abilene Maverick, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you for having me. No problem. Now, I found it really interesting with uh, your wrestling story that when you grew up, your parents actually forbade you to watch professional wrestling. (laughs) Yes, they did. Okay, so I have two sisters, one brother, and they just didn't think it was appropriate to, you know, have little girls uh, watching 
you know, so mind you, I'm 28 years old. So when I was growing up, that was in the 90s and early 2000s, which was like the Attitude Era. Mm -hmm. And I just did not think that, you know, a little girl should be watching that type of wrestling. And that's the thing that I do love about WOW so much is that this is a completely different show. Like, we are... Uh, geared towards all ages, and it's literally appropriate for the entire show. Like, I'm actually going to be watching this with my grandfather. Uh, <laughs> right on. From years. Yes, so I promise you that, like, literally anybody can watch, and it's appropriate. <laughs> that is awesome. And you actually snuck out of the house to see your first pro wrestling event. Oh, sorry, my cat just jumped up here. She <laughs> wanted to say hello to you. That's all. <laughs> what, what, what's your cat's name? Her name is Dee Dee. This is my child. And she gets a little bit jealous um, if she doesn't get the spotlight. So she jumps up here to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so actually, when, one more time. when you went to go see your first pro wrestling event, um, uh-huh. your boyfriend actually snuck you to the show. I did, yes. Um, we, I didn't even know what we told my parents at the time, but he was just like, yeah, I'm going to take her on a date. And he took me to a live wrestling event. And... <laughs> It was just, it was amazing um, because I was sitting there and I saw all these women and men and, um, you know, they were just so athletic and um, they were just, the women were just so beautiful and strong. And then, you know, I saw all of these like fireworks and I was just like, this is the coolest thing ever. I have to do this. <laughs> we're talking with WOW superhero Abilene Maverick. You can check her out this Friday on Axis TV, 8 Central. Now, so when you came up with the idea, man, I really want to do wrestling for a career. How was that conversation with your parents? Oh, man, it was rough um, because I have a dance background, and that was what my family intended me to like. And I was the same way. Um, That was kind of what I intended to keep doing was doing dance. And then I actually started college while I was in high school, and my my career goal was to be a physical therapist. Um, So, you know, whenever I caught the wrestling bug and told them they were just kind of mortified because they were like, no, you're too smart for this. You cannot do this. Um, and they knew nothing about it. Um, but finally, my dad, one day, um, this was right after high school, he sat me down and he talked to me and he goes, you know what? I am 52 years old. I've never traveled the world. And he said, that's something I've always regretted. And I think that you should do this. He was like, you should just do this wrestling thing. And Whenever you uh, get, you know, famous and you're on TV and you're traveling the world, I'm going to travel with you. He was like, I'm going to see the world with you. Um, and that was the thing that kind of gave me that green light to, to go ahead and do this, to know that I had at least his blessing. And my dad was my best friend. So, you know, I was like, yes, okay, if he's, if he's okay with it, everything in the, in the world is all right. You know, um, he ended up passing away unexpectedly a few weeks later. Mm. Uh, so it was a very, like ironic thing to happen, I guess. And it was very interesting in timing for him to have given me his blessing. But in the same breath, that was something that really um, opened my eyes to say like, okay, life really is this short. You know, um, you know, you don't know where, what's going to happen or where it's going to go. So I've got to like do this 110% and give this my everything. And so I did. Right. And coming from a dance background, you already had the athletic part of wrestling. What was it like your first week of wrestling school, like taking bumps and and all that stuff? Oh, my God. It was brutal. I was the only female in my class. Um, It was like me and 20 boys. And I just got my butt handed to me. I mean, it was so hard like that. 
whenever I was taking a shower for weeks, I would have to hold my head up just to wash my hair because my head would fall backward. Yes, because I was just so sore. I couldn't even like move. Um, so it was, it was very brutal. Uh, the place that I trained, we all joke and call it a dungeon because it's an old theater. It had concrete flooring, no windows, one door, no AC, no heat. And in Texas, you know, it gets hot. It's mm-hmm. really, really hot. <laughs> and so, uh, it was, it was pretty brutal, but I'm glad that that is what I went through and it wasn't, you know, just easy in a cakewalk. You know, I'm glad that I, uh, actually put in the time and the effort because it paid off. Most definitely. And speaking of paying off, in 2014, you became the youngest NWA World's Women's Champion. What was that like? Oh, my gosh. That was that was incredible Um, because the NWA, you know, mind you, is the longest running wrestling company in history. So um, it was really exciting to me to have a company just believe in me. Um, You know, especially at that age, at 23 years old, you know, you, you don't really expect anybody to put like an entire company on your shoulders. And that was what happened. You know, it was me and and a guy who were literally the leaders and the faces of the company. And it was really, really cool. I ended up defending it all over the United States, uh, in Mexico and in Canada. So it was really nice to have done that. I I was going to take it to China, um, but I ended up losing the belt just before heading over to China. So that was, you know, I was kind of hoping to defend it there, but it just didn't happen that way. But, um, you know, these little accolades just make you feel so good because you work so hard to achieve them. So it's nice when they do happen. Right. And it showed how much the company believed in you because you held it for 378 days. You you defended it 11 times. And your first title defense was against the current WOW wrestling champion, Santana Garrett, as well as Garrett was the one who took it away from you in 2015. Thank you for rubbing that on my face. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, so, so let me ask you this. Is there some heat with you and Garrett in the, uh, in the back? I think that Santana is absolutely my favorite frenemy. Like, <laughs> she, she really is. That's, that's the best way to put it. <laughs> right. And speaking of going to China, you and another WOW superhero, Tessa Blanchard, made history when you guys were the first women's match ever to be televised in China. What was that like? I mean, what was the buzz leading up to the event? And just how epic was it actually participating in that event? Oh, my gosh. So the buzz leading up to it was non-existent. Oh, Um, no. That was so funny. Yeah, because I think that no one really believed it was going to happen because we were like, okay, the first ever. Yeah, we'll see. And then, like, whenever they actually sent us our flight information and we got on the plane and we, you know, were headed that way, um, it was was actually a very... um, it was a very rough trek even getting there. So we all meet up on the East Coast of America to fly together. I don't know why they didn't have us go to the West Coast, but we went to the East Coast to go fly together. And the, the plane ended up breaking down or something, and we got stranded at the airport for hours Wow! Um, before they sent us off. I know. And then we land in China, and because we had gotten there so late, we missed our connection flight. Um, so we got put up in a really, really nice hotel, which was great. And we were stuck on the east coast of China. We needed to get to the, I'm sorry, the west coast of China. We needed to get to the east coast of China. So we stayed there overnight. And luckily, like some 5 a.m. flight had space for us. So we got on it and we finally got to the city. Um, We got to the city and the government was trying to shut down the show because they're very protective of what their people see. And so then we had to do a, uh, a seminar 
in front of government elected people and some of the community people, and we had to explain to them what we were doing. Like, we literally had to put on a full seminar and explain to them the moves we were doing and that we weren't actually, like, killing each other. I'm not really sure. It was crazy. And luckily, they approved it. So they ended up saying, okay, you can run your show tomorrow. Oh, wow. Um, So we, I know, we put the tickets on sale, and I, I can't remember the exact number. I mean, it was in the thousands of how many people showed up and they bought those tickets within that 24 hour period. Um, so it was like surreal because we didn't really think it was happening. And then whenever we found out that we, me and Tessa were the very first women to ever wrestle live in televised in China, it was just really, really cool because no one could ever take that from you. You know, no one could ever say, okay, I'm also the first. No, there's only one first, you know? So it was, it was really cool to uh, make history with her. That is awesome, and I would like to stop and do a quick PSA here. Uh, Lake Charles, that is how you support an indie wrestling show. It's like pulling teeth to get people to come around here. (laughs) I am very familiar. Um, I actually work at Wildcat, which is in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, around the New Orleans area, right? Yes, yes. I I, um, live, what is it, like a six-hour drive or something? It's it's a pretty lengthy drive, but it's not like the worst ever. Um, but yeah, I actually wrestle in Louisiana quite often. Yeah, I had the opportunity a few years ago to meet Luke Hawks. He's a really cool dude. Now, you also you also came to a full throttle wrestling event here in Lake Charles one time. And uh, I mean, I can attest to the way you connect with the crowd because my son could not leave until he got a picture with you. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you came to town with uh, Houston Carson. Yes. Uh, so that was that was the person who snuck me into the show. No way! <laughs> the wrestling show. Yes, he was. Uh, he and I actually were high school sweethearts. We dated from uh, kind of the time we were like in middle school age, around there, um, yeah. through high school, and then um, we started wrestling together. We went through training together. We wrestled several years together. Uh, we actually split when I was twenty five. I'm twenty eight now. Um, but he has gone on, he, he actually had to hang up his boots. He had to retire because he discovered a heart condition that he was born with. So, um, he was not allowed to actually wrestle, you know, full time anymore just because it wasn't good for his health. Um, so he now runs his own facility in College Station, Texas and runs his own show there, which is really cool. Yeah. I've been keeping close tabs to that and he is doing an amazing job, bringing in amazing talent and bringing in some great crowds too. Yes. No, they're doing really, really good. And a lot of my friends work there. A lot of my coworkers work there. And everyone seems to really enjoy it. So it's a good thing. We're talking with WOW superstar Abilene Maverick. You can check her out and all the other superstars this Friday, 8 Central on Access TV. Now, Access TV, obviously, everybody knows Mark Cuban owns Access TV. What was it like to hear that you guys got a TV deal on Access TV? I mean, that is, it's just like, it still blows my mind because New Japan Pro Wrestling, this is, you know, Access is the home to New Japan. And New Japan is one of the most talked about companies in the entire world. Like, they actually have, like, they kind of have, like, a cult-like following, you know, from their fans. Mm -hmm. Um, They're 110% behind them. So to be able to be on the same network as a company who has that type of fan following, I think that it says a lot about our product because... They trust us. They trust us with that sort of wrestling fan base. And in the wrestling world, that's a really big deal. 
Um, so I just think it's so cool, and especially being an all-female cast, because we are the only all-female wrestling uh, roster. You know, and I think that's really telling, because they believe in us. There were a lot of uh, networks and a lot of places we tried to put on our show, we tried to pitch to, that turned us down, because they did not believe an all-women's roster could survive. They did not think we would draw numbers, and Access is like, nope. 110%. These guys can definitely do it. Or these girls, I guess I could say. Um, you know, they're just like, nope, they can do it. Uh, we believe in them. And they have just literally given us the ball and said, run with this. We believe that you can run with this. You know, and that's so exciting because I started training back in 2009 and it's now 2019. So that's a decade I have been in this wrestling business. And um, I went from literally begging to be on shows and driving the shows countless hours away, not even getting paid um, and just hoping to be like a valet or, you know, maybe getting a five minute match. And now I'm on a weekly episodic TV show and now women are headlining and women are main eventing. And it's just, it's so cool to see that turn of events. It most definitely is. And that's definitely what I said to David and he's such an innovator and he saw this a long time. And of course, glow, you know, had its time, but I, I think you guys are going to take that even further because one of the perks of being in radio is a lot of times we get exclusive looks at stuff and they sent us some clips and the product that you guys are putting together is absolutely amazing. The sky's the limit. The talent is amazing. You got to check out Wow Wrestling. Abilene Maverick, thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank you for having me. I'm like, I'm so hyped. We are so close. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Have a good one. Um, I would I would give the old show adage, break a leg, but uh, I definitely don't want you to break a leg. Hey, hey, it's okay. Former dancer here. I totally get it, so <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right, and there she is. And I tell you what, I think I, I think I weirded her out by all the stuff I knew about her. Uh huh. Um, we well, had, of course, you had to do your research. Well, I did my research, but at the same time, being really close with Full Throttle Wrestling here in town, yeah, you know, um, she's come here a lot. Um, I also know a lot about her ex boyfriend, Houston Carlson, because he used to be the Full Throttle Wrestling heavyweight champion here yep. in Lake Charles forever. Yep. Yeah, he had like a two and a half year reign. Absolutely, yeah, Houston Carlson. Suck on that, Okada. <laughs> um. And like, uh, but that was really cool. And after we got off the phone, she was like, "Man, I can't believe how much stuff we had in common and uh-huh. how much you knew." And this yeah, and so it was a it was a really cool um cool interview. And be sure every Friday to check out Wow Wrestling because did you watch any of the premiere? I did not. No, insane. What what channel it plays on? Access TV right after a- New Japan. Access TV. I have to give it a shot. I have to give it a give it a look because I mean I, I catch Access TV at the house. I just never watch it. The only time I ever watch it is for New Japan. But I have New Japan World so. Right, Friday night, eight central. Um, not only, obviously, eye candy. I mean, but they have some girls on there that are absolute animals, mm-hmm. like the Beast, yeah, Jungle Girl, Tessa Blanchard, uh, and then so many more that are absolutely crazy athletic. Yeah. And the next few weeks, of course, next week we got our uh, takeover and Royal Rumble show. But after that, we're going to hear from Selena Majors. Yeah. She was an original Glow performer. She runs their wrestling school right now, the Wild Wrestling Academy, and she still wrestles mm-hmm. at 52 years old. Wow. And then after that... Uh, and if She's you like would, the Ric Flair of the, the women. Exactly. Yeah. And then after that, we're going to talk to uh, Stephanie Slays, who is a uh, big contributor to the show as well. Absolutely. So... Uh, I think it's about time to wrap it up here because we got a now we have a, a somewhat of a time constraint. So. Yeah, we're we're like uh, all in on fight TV. Yeah, 
Like, we got time constraints. Yep. Uh, one more thing. Conrad Lee said, Rose wearing more in the hotel room than in ring gear. So, uh, <laughs> so our, our old buddy Conrad Lee. Thanks to Brinkman. I saw Brinkman was in here. Um, Cruz was in here. Conrad was in here. So thanks to everybody watching us on um, no, no, Marcus. Where was Marcus today? I'm surprised Marcus wasn't on watch. Marcus has been like the most loyal yeah. live stream listener, but I'm sure Marcus will will listen to the replay later. Hopefully, so he's all right. We uh, we always appreciate uh, Marcus coming on in. So Marcus, listen to us Sunday 6 p.m. on 1310 K E Z M or worldwide. Doesn't matter if you're in Dusseldorf, Stalingrad, if you're yep. in the UK, like uh, Conrad K E Z M online.com. Absolutely. By the time to ended here yeah uh, before we go check us out www.averagemarks.com check out our patreon patreon.com backslash the average marks i got some really cool perks on there if you want to help support the show monthly also i want to say this if you missed the big news mm-hmm. you got to stay tuned to our facebook page at the average marks also like us on twitter at the average marks all right outro let's get out of here you've been listening to the average marks pro wrestling podcast with michael leander and patrick fry All opinions discussed in the show are those of the average marks and do not represent any wrestling company, organization, or individual. For more information on the show, follow us on Twitter and iTunes. AMP is a proud member of the Roar Network, powered by thegorillaposition.com.